Life is hectic, so wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with Factor's chef-crafted and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. With over 35 options a week, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and more, they've got a variety that fits your lifestyle. Factor has restaurant-quality meals ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. They also have various easy options for the entire day, from breakfast to midday bites, smoothies, and more. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is a nutritious and delicious experience, and it won't break the bank. You can customize your meals by choosing 6 to 18 per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule deliveries anytime to fit your schedule. Factor meals are 100% hassle-free, giving you more time for what matters. Head to factormeals.com slash otherside50 and use the code otherside50 to get 50% off. That's code otherside50 at factormeals.com for 50% off your delicious, hassle-free meals. Hey guys, it's Alyssa Rushton, and I am a near-death survivor. Let's just dive into it. I woke up dead on the toilet. Yep, that's right. I woke up dead on the toilet. To give you just a tiny little bit of backstory, I was really sick. I had multiple autoimmune diseases and I was on a lot of medications, had a pick line in my arm and was on end of life pain management. And basically it was all too much for me one day. It was just enough to take me over the edge. And so I literally went to the bathroom and sat down on the potty and when I woke up, I was dead. I was on the other side. So unlike a lot of people, I skipped those moments where you're pulling up and out of the body and you're able to see yourself. I skipped all of that. I completely bypassed that and went up directly into what you might call God consciousness or universal consciousness. And the amazing thing about it was it was like taking off the tightest suit that you'd ever worn in your life. It was a super physical feeling. So literally it felt very physical, but I looked down and I realized I have no body. And there was a point where I was traveling up, 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 up. And I had the feeling of being everywhere all at once. My consciousness was in the place where I had released a lot of the Alyssa body identity. So I didn't have the sense of I was a blonde haired, blue eyed person. I didn't have that at all. I was up in past the soul level of consciousness. And I got to go to this place where it was almost like, and the best way I can describe this to you is if you've ever seen one of those movies where there's a person sitting behind the security cameras and they're looking at all these security cameras on a screen and they're watching from behind the screen. It was almost like that, only they were like little bubbles of experiences and realities and I could experience them and see them all at once. Billions and billions and billions and billions and billions of these realities. And so at first I was just up there playing and stretching around. And I say stretching because it felt like stretching my consciousness into each point. I got to see some amazing stuff, stuff that I don't even have human words for. Different planets, different realities, different civilizations, different timelines, different things on our planet, different everybody's 
experience I could dive into and it was as if I was universal consciousness or God consciousness coming in and really living and feeling that person's experience. And so it was a really broad perspective and it really felt like I was that divine mind and that one source consciousness. Now, I'm trying to break this into pieces, but technically this was happening all at once. So at the same time, if you can imagine going into all these different experiences, but then also having the ability to see how our world is created, how our universe is created in terms of light and then sound and then sacred geometry and how that then comes down to form the physical reality that we encounter. I got to see different timeline streams. So here I am, I'm bopping all over the cosmos. I'm able to stretch that consciousness in all of these different places. And at one point, and by the way, I don't know how long I was doing all that. At one point, I'm getting all these downloads, all this information about how the world works and how reality works and what we're here to do. And um, one of the biggest things that I received on the other side was literally we are here to expand consciousness. And we tend to think of things on our planet in terms of right and wrong and good or bad. But technically, the download I got on the other side was we're literally just expanding the consciousness. And so as I'm doing all of that, I finally see this one orb-like energy that I felt really drawn to and attracted to. So I go and I dive into this orb of energy and it is basically the planet Earth. And now you have to remember I was bouncing around all of these different places that were people's experience on Earth and also other places, right? Not just Earth, alien civilizations, different timelines, the whole gamut. I got to see Atlantean timelines, Lumerian timelines, so much that it's it would be impossible to describe all of it to you in this interview. So I was seeing this place, this orb of Earth, and so I decide I'm going to go check it out. So I, this energy, go down and I check this out. And as soon as I get into the energy of this, what happened was I lost that connection with the universal all that is. And I came into more of my Alyssa identity. And I looked down once again and I realized I don't have a body here. And I could see that it looked very much like Earth, except everything was a little olive drabby. I looked at the sky and it looked olive colored and everything had sort of that olive tinge to it or that kind of army green tinge. And so I thought to myself, what would feel good? And so I thought about my ex-boyfriend who, by the way, had a lot of addictions. When I passed away, I had a lot of addictions too. I was totally addicted to drugs and I was a smoker and I was a drinker. And so I went to hang around this ex-boyfriend of mine and I realized I can't communicate with him. I couldn't speak and he couldn't hear me and he didn't even really know that I was there, but I saw him perfectly in his condo that he was living in and it felt really good. It felt nice to be hanging around him and I went and visited a couple more people and as soon as I would think of somebody, I would be right there. And so 
I didn't really understand where I was, but I was just kind of going with it. And at some point, a group consciousness came to me and this group consciousness basically said, hey, you know, you can stay here as long as you want and it's gonna be a very healing place for you. And you can also go back. Now, if you stay here, you don't get to come back into the Alyssa body. But if you do go back, you can keep your Alyssa body and your Alyssa-ness, but it's gonna be some of the hardest work you've ever done. And I don't even think I thought about it for more than a nanosecond. And I just thought, yes, I wanna go back. And as soon as I thought, yes, I was basically slammed down into my consciousness. And I say slammed down because one of the things I think people don't necessarily understand about being here on planet Earth is it's a very dense reality compared to up there. Up there is very high frequency. There's a lot of other civilizations that don't have a body as dense as ours. that are very much light bodies. And so when you come back down here after being up there, it feels very hard. And I always make the analogy of it felt like being on a thousand foot building and getting slammed down into concrete. And so literally I then woke up on the toilet. There's 20 EMTs in front of me standing around asking me questions, all of which I didn't know the answers to. And I remember one of the questions they asked me finally was, what is your name? And I remember thinking, oh gosh, I really should, I really should know my name. And when they asked me, you know, what is your name? And I didn't know. And I looked over, I was married at the time and I looked over at my husband who's kneeling. There was a little wall, which by the way, was the only reason why I stayed on the toilet because I had slumped up against the wall. Uh, when I died. And so I'm, I looked down at my husband and I didn't know this yet, but the whole left side of my face had stopped working. My lips were blue. My nails were blue. You know, now the oxygen's coming back, but I'm there and I look down at my husband and I say, honey, watch my name. And he said, it's Alyssa, baby. And so I looked at the EMTs and I said, it's Alyssa, baby. And so I didn't even know what my name was, I just was able to repeat the words. And um, then after that moment, they realized how bad of a situation I was in. And so I don't really remember a lot between that point of waking up to the next point I remember was they got me into the ambulance and they had already given me a shot of Narcan, which blocks all of your drug receptors, which is what happened. I had had a massive drug overdose. And in the ambulance, I remember the EMT calling the hospital to give me that second dose of Narcan because that can also kill you again. And so in the ambulance, I then shut down again. And I remember just telling the EMT, like, I'm dying, I'm dying. You know, you have to save me. And I just remember him telling me to keep breathing. So the next moment I awoke, I was in the hospital, strapped down to a gurney, legs flailing, legs kicking. And it was that moment when I had the awareness that my life was really broken, that what I was doing to try to heal myself from all of these autoimmune diseases wasn't working. 
And so it was at that point where I had made a conscious choice and a decision that I had to do it differently. And what was amazing, and I'm so grateful for this, is on the other side, I got all of these downloads about how our life works here and what we are here to do. And so part of my journey after I got back was really integrating those pieces and and bringing them into a physical understanding. Because on the other side, there wasn't a lot of words. There was telepathy, there was imagery and sacred geometry, but I wasn't actually sitting down and having conversations. It was all blocks of energy coming through, blocks of thought, blocks of transmitted data, basically, that I had to then come back here and try to piece together and figure out. And so one of the biggest things that I learned on the other side was that we are here to expand our consciousness and that our experience basically goes up and informs the consciousness, the bigger consciousness. And so if you can think about it like how the sun is, how the sun's really big and bright and it has all these rays, that one, we're just individuated rays of sun, each and every one of us, and each and every plant and creature and being on the planet were literally individuated rays of this one sun, but we appear very separate and we appear very apart from each other. And what then I saw was that because of that, what one person does in terms of changing their life or changing a program that they're running or changing something about themselves, that then informs the total consciousness and that kind of informs the whole picture. So I guess how I would say it is, the more we work on ourselves down here, the more we inform this consciousness and the more it can spread like a ripple effect because ultimately we are this one being and as much as we can't really see that here, as much as we can't with our eyes delineated, uh, modern day science is actually showing that to us, which is really kind of cool. So other things that I saw on the other side was how sound frequency informs our physical being. And one of my secret keys to healing has actually been using sound frequency after I was waking up and I was so sick. And you got to understand, I was not the person that's before you now. I was this person who was 240 pounds. I used a walker to get around. I had a pick line in my arm. I had to wear diapers because I completely couldn't use my body functions, right? They just weren't working as they should. So I was this totally different person. And so on the other side, I got this big download about using sound frequency to heal the body and how sound frequencies impact our body and how even so much as the programs that we're watching on TV inform ourselves and the people that we're around and their voices inform ourselves. And I was shown how using our own voice can actually be one of the most amazing healing tools that we have because your own voice is actually designed to work with your own body's specific energetic system. So I got to get all these downloads and really spend the next five years trying to integrate that. I literally had to spend the next five years unpacking my life and unpacking all of the traumas Because here's the other thing, I love for this to 
inspire at least one person because I had had all of these traumas in my life that I really had never dealt with. And the motto in my family was kind of like, take the trauma, dig a hole, put the trauma in the hole, bury it and put some dirt on top of it. You know, don't whatever you do, feel your feelings. No matter what, don't let anybody know that things aren't perfect in your world. And so for me, what I realized is all this trauma was living in my system and it was expressing itself through physical pain. It was expressing itself through autoimmune disease. It was expressing itself through fatigue and not having energy to do life. And so I had to really dig in deep and do some trauma healing work, do that sound frequency work. And as I started doing that, I started opening up to changing my diet, actually changing the foods that I eat. And I always talk about how when we're trying to change our life, it's really three things. It's changing the thoughts you think, it's changing the feelings you feel, and changing the food that you eat. And that really will give you a different experience in life. It'll literally give you a different body. And what's amazing is that when you do that process, that you can really have a different body in a year. And in seven years, you almost have a brand new body. All the cells in your body have mostly turned over. And what I found for me is that the more I dug in and did the work, the more my body responded in really positive ways. And if you look back on pictures of how I was then versus how I was now, literally everything about me has changed. My eyes are a brighter color of blue now. My skin's more luminescent. I'm thinner, which you know is neither good or bad, but it feels better on my body. I don't have to use a walker to get around anymore. So it's really amazing what happens when you start to tap into yourself and do some of that inner healing work because the body really does respond to it. Ultimately, you know, one of my most profound experiences on the other side was the feeling of being everywhere all at once. And it's something that when I'm back now in my physical Alyssa body, I can still hold on to that feeling of being everywhere all at once and being connected to everything. But I think as human beings, we lose sight oftentimes of the fact that we are so connected, even if we don't see it with our visible eyes, and that it is the energy that we're being in the moment that then impacts our world around us. It's the energy that we're being that then impacts the world around us. It's the frequency that we're holding. And one of the things they showed me on the other side was that so many people for so many generations have held such intense physical trauma and hardship. And that one of the things that we're doing at this time is we're sort of unprogramming that trauma and we're un packing it so to speak and clearing it from our systems and I believe that's one of the reasons why now we're seeing so many near-death stories and so many of us able to talk about this so that you don't have to go through that yourself because I will tell you it's a hard experience not necessarily doing it actually dying itself is one of the easiest things to do uh, it's a really beautiful process and it really, you don't ever die. You just release your physical body. And I always tell people, it's like when you go trade in your Ford for a jet plane. 
you can get the sense of I'm driving my Ford around and I go trade that in and somebody gives me a jet to ride around in. So it's a totally different experience, but you're still the driver. You're still driving a vehicle. It's just a different vehicle. And I also got on the other side that when we pass away, that we get a lot of choice in where we go next. And ultimately that choice, and this is really important, that choice has a lot to do with what you're thinking and feeling when you pass away. I just want to back up to that olive drab world that I went to. I didn't know where that was until years later. I read a book by a lady by the name of Savannah Arienta, and she wrote a book and I'm reading the book and she's describing the world I went to to a T. And she said that world is the astral plane where people go, souls go, when they've died of a traumatic event or a drug overdose or a suicide. So I think one of the things that we don't speak a lot about in the Western society, at least, is we don't speak about consciously dying, consciously choosing to release the body. And so when we have these traumatic events, we go to this astral plane and we have to do some work to get out of that astral plane, where when many people pass, they get these choices of where they want to move on. Based on what I saw, there are so many more realms that are exciting and thrilling and a little bit easier to deal with than this plane. And I tend to think this plane is like third grade. So if you can think about we're in our third grade experience and the point of third grade is to pass third grade so you can move on to the fourth grade. And so if you can just think about in your life, what lessons are you learning? How are you taking the feedback of your life and growing through it and moving through it? How are you taking responsibility for everything that you have that's coming your way and seeing how you can work with the energy and how you can learn the lesson so that something else can come into your world? So for me, that was my near-death experience. It was one of the most incredible experiences of my life. Like I said, it's a beautiful experience. And I also believe that you cannot die before it's your time. That really, truly, that if it's not your time, you won't be able to do it. And in my case, I wasn't able to do it fully, right? I got the choice to come back. And as you've heard, so many of these near-death survivors get the choice to come back. And so isn't that just a beautiful, peaceful thing to know that your death is, you're scripted in your death, you're supported in it. And there's a part of us that does get to choose when it's our time. And if it's not our time, we can choose to come back. So I hope you guys loved hearing this story. I want to thank you for having me here today.